Hello, and welcome to The Future is Sound, a partnership in hearing podcast brought to you by Oticon Canada. I'm your host, Becca Angel, and thanks for joining me on my first podcast journey where we will chat broadly about all things hearing. We will launch fun new episodes every month, and if you have any suggestions or comments, be sure to get in touch. Okay, let's get started. Okay, everybody. So my guest today is Jessica Nimala, and she is a pediatric audiologist in Vernon, BC. She is the recipient of the Speech, Language, and Audiology Canada's 2020 National Clinical Certification Exam Award in Audiology, which is quite the feat. Um, She has served on the panel of currently affected populations for the Lancet Commission on Hearing Loss, and she is also the CHA BC YPSP, which is the Youth Peer Support Program Event Coordinator for the Okanagan Region. She is also a CHA National Online Mentor, where she volunteers as a one-to-one mentorship for all of those in Canada struggling with hearing loss. Uh, She also has bilateral moderate to severe hearing loss herself and wears hearing aids. Jessica is the founder and creator of CHA BC's exhibit, The Way We Hear It, a community engagement exhibition that we're going to be talking about today together. So lots to unpack there, but thank you so, so much for being a guest on the podcast today. No problem. How are things going? Uh, Pretty good. Uh, Yes. So we're organizing this exhibit. It's very exciting. It's Cha BC's uh, very first special exhibit. Um, It's for all ages, which is very exciting. Was this exhibit like your idea? You sort of kicked off this exhibit? Like how did it sort of come about? Yeah, so it is my idea, I guess I would say. So the birth of the project basically began when I approached our local uh, Science Centre Executive Director, Dion Chambers, with this idea to have Cha BC host an exhibit uh, at the Science Centre. I kind of observe observe that science centers in the province host a variety of special exhibits that are interactive for people of all ages. And I thought that this would be a great opportunity for nonprofit organizations such as CHA BC to provide a public education display in this sort of fashion. So yeah, and hearing health is a concept that should begin early and continue across the lifespan. And so providing an exhibit that's inclusive of young children will allow families to learn together and have an experience that is engaging and memorable. And Dion, she was all ears. So she took to the project with open arms and the collaboration uh, began. That's really cool. And I don't know much about the museum itself, but do they do lots of different health events or is this kind of unique to us having a hearing health event or do they do lots about health and science already this is actually I think the first time that oh, wow. they have done this with yeah a, a nonprofit organization and then yes yeah, something geared to uh, public health education okay. uh, so it's kind of very exciting for both Cha BC and also the Okanagan Science Center cool and I guess I mean it's obviously going to be marketed to people in like interior BC and the Okanagan, but it's anyone can go, right? It's, it's open to anyone that wants to make the trip out. Yes. It's inclusive for everyone and all ages. Um, That's what's so special about it. 
um, you know, grandparents can bring their grandchildren kind of thing. Yeah. Like a family day at the museum. (laughs) Exactly. We'll get into a little bit of like the finer details as we go on, but this sounds like something that you're super passionate about and have sort of kicked off this initiative, which is really awesome. So for anyone that doesn't know you, can you just like tell us a little bit about yourself and how long that you've been with Interior Health and you also wear hearing aids yourself. So what, you know, why this project is so important to you? Uh, yes. So a little background about me um, from Thunder Bay, Ontario. I went to nursing school there and moved to British Columbia, uh, where I worked as a nurse for nine years. Okay, wow. Yeah. And uh, like you mentioned, I have bilateral, mild to moderately severe sensory neural hearing loss, and I wear hearing aids. And I came to a point in my career where I was looking for change and growth. And because of my hearing loss, I uh, started thinking about audiology. So I went back to school and here I am three years later. um, I'm in my dream job as a pediatric audiologist in Vernon, BC. And I am also very passionate about the community of people out there with hearing loss. I understand the importance of peer-to-peer support and connection as it brings a sense of empowerment and belonging. And this is actually one of the challenges that I face as an audiologist. It's not necessarily in our scope to provide emotional support for our clients and be in the know about how to connect clients with their communities. And to me, this is so important for people with hearing loss to actually find their people. So over the years, I have become very involved in the Canadian Heart of Hearing Association I'm the CHA BC secretary, and through CHA, I coordinate youth peer support events here in the Okanagan uh, for kids with hearing loss. And yes, as we're talking about, I'm about to launch this very special exhibit, uh, The Way We Hear It, at the Okanagan Science Centre to, yeah, to increase awareness about hearing health, hearing loss, and uh, the deaf and hard of hearing community. I feel like we need all of that everywhere. (laughs) We certainly do. I I think the like bigger picture of this project is actually uh, to make it more of a module modular thing. So um, we can actually travel around BC annually. Yeah. um, And host in different areas. Kind of using it as like a pilot that we can sort of like take elsewhere. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I know, so my previous podcast guest was actually Dave Gordy, who is like a well-known, you know, audiologist in Canada and he works for Oticon Global and does lots and lots of research for them. And aside from Oticon, he finished his PhD a couple of years ago and a lot of his PhD research was not necessarily about like hearing aid technology, but more so about like the psychological development of kids that had grown up with hearing loss and how important like having some of these mentorship programs or like friends with hearing loss or people that they could turn to and how important getting that at an early age was. So yeah, he's very passionate about this idea as well. And he used to serve on the Canadian audiology board. So I feel like he'll be happy to listen to this podcast and probably get involved in some way if he can. That's exciting. I think that kind of research is really important. And, you know, for people with hearing loss, I think sometimes all it takes is meeting just that one person your age that also has hearing loss, just like you. I think that connection can be so powerful. Totally. 
And you also mentioned before about just like hearing health awareness. And I know that this is open to the public. So just wondering in your opinion, like why public health awareness about hearing loss is is so important and why you think that we need it? Yeah, public health or public hearing health awareness is so important because I think for any condition out there, there is a certain level of stigma attached to it. And usually stigma is caused by a lack of understanding or awareness of the condition. I think we can say this for mental health conditions, sexually transmitted diseases, or even COVID-19 for that matter. And historically, people with hearing loss have also faced a sense of stigma in society and are trying to navigate how to get their needs met. So if we create frontline opportunities for public education on hearing health, the public will have increased understanding on various topics related to hearing, um, such as where to go for hearing health services, um, how do hearing devices work, and what are other ways uh, to make communication more accessible for those with hearing loss. Right. And yeah, I think the more we do this, uh, the more these healthy concepts for taking care of our hearing uh, becomes more uh, mainstream and maybe the effects of stigma might become reduced. Yeah. I mean, I know it's open to all ages, but we're also at a time where like we have an aging population. So more and more adults are getting their hearing tested and hopefully we can kind of shorten that gap between the time of diagnosis versus actually being fit with a hearing aid, which we know is like anywhere from five to seven years. So yes. Yeah. It can take a long time to get used to it, to accept it, all the things. Yeah. And everyone like knows someone or has a direct link or a family member that has experienced hearing loss, at least I think, you know, so it's, it's really important and definitely lacking education in general to the public. Yes, absolutely. So how is the exhibit going to be set up? Like what makes this setup unique and interesting? And like, actually I'll, I'll pause because I was going to ask you another question, but I'll, I'll, I'll do a hard stop there and then we'll keep going. So what makes this setup kind of unique and interesting with the, with the Vernon museum? Okay, well, I can tell you um, how it's uh, going to be set up. Uh, There are going to be a variety of standalone individual interactive education stations. And each station was actually made possible by collaboration with professionals in the field, um, people living with hearing loss and other organizations and partners. The vision of the exhibit takes on sort of an intersectoral action approach by showing the public all the different community partners that are involved in caring for our hearing. For example, Interior Health is providing the equipment and staff we need uh, to have a hearing screening station so okay, that public- can ask about screening. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that the public can have their hearing screen on site. And this is actually going to happen between May 1st and 7th. So the first sort of week of okay. the exhibit. Yeah, yeah and then- While they get their hearing screen, they can also learn about where to get hearing health services in their community. Another example is Science World has produced a hearing loss simulator so that participants can hear what hearing loss actually sounds like. Mm -hmm. We collaborated with WorkSafe and 3M to provide information on how to protect our hearing. 
We called on community members with hearing loss to help with the art pieces of the exhibit and provide photos and quotes for our accessibility display. And we've consulted various organizations to help us edit our education panels and provide feedback so that the information is you know, sound and accurate. And yeah, there's also gonna be a lot of opportunity for people to touch and feel hearing devices. I feel like kids touch glasses, yeah. you know, at a very young age. I remember, right you know, on. being <laughs> three years old and I knew what a pair of glasses were, but I don't think the same really necessarily happens with hearing aids. So yeah, and I think this kind of contributes to the lack of understanding around hearing devices. And, and yeah, I believe it's something that should happen early. So we're yeah. going to kind of provide this opportunity. Yeah. And then through this vision, we kind of want to show people that hearing health actually requires a holistic approach. So hearing aids, for example, are not going to solve all your problems when we have hearing loss. Mm -hmm. We kind of, we need a team, we need a community and a society that appreciates a sense of accessibility to get through a journey with hearing loss. Yeah. I mean, it's, it also sounds like it, it runs for a whole month right? Yeah. It's yeah. going to be May 1st to 31st. Okay. So lots of yeah, it's time. It's also like an opportunity for like, like you said, like people to meet people and talk about their hearing loss. And like, I have hearing aids and I don't have hearing aids. And like, this is why I love my hearing aids. And yeah, it sounds like a really good opportunity for a lot of different people to come together and like meet in a kind of open and non- I can't really think of the word I'm looking for, but like stressful or like it's more of like a laid back kind of atmosphere, it sounds like. Yeah, it's sort of, I guess, a visible opportunity to talk about hearing health. And yeah, I'm hoping to kind of arrange with uh, families and people with hearing loss to kind of get together at this event as well uh, so they can make these peer-to-peer uh, -peer connections at the exhibit. And yeah, I'm excited. Right. I'm excited. I mean, I know we've been talking about this for a long time. Like, I can't remember when I yeah. saw you, but it feels like, like a whole year now, a whole year ago. So <laughs> you've obviously been putting lots and lots of hard work into this event. So I'm definitely going to be there. My second question that I was like, I was going to stop was just why this event is so timely. I mean, most people know, but not everyone will know, you know, why May is, is such an important month. Yes. So the way we hear it, our exhibit is going to be on for the entire month of May, which coincides with Speech and Hearing Month. So yeah, May is Speech and Hearing Month. And so it's a perfect time to celebrate the month and all the work that professionals, uh, hearing loss communities and organizations do. Uh, while at the same time, we're kind of educating the general public and showing them why hearing health is so important. And also, I think the COVID-19 pandemic has brought hearing awareness to the forefront as people with even a mild degree of hearing loss are having communication challenges with masks and other restrictions in place. And I think now is the time to talk about these barriers and show the public how we can actually live in a pandemic without making society inaccessible for those with hearing loss. Mm -hmm. It definitely has, at least in my family, it's become like more of a talking point because my dad has has hearing loss and wears hearing aids and even for him like the masks and going to dinners and things have just become so much harder just simple things like when he gets to the restaurant and he has his mask on and they have their mask on and they're like how many people and he's just like I 
cannot hear <laughs> what you're saying. And it's, yeah, he yeah. has to kind of res- revert back to, you know, asking for help or asking for repetition, or can you say that differently? And it's, it's, yeah, I find okay. myself, I've been in so many awkward kind of situations and no one really knows what to do. Yeah. And- like how come, you know, a clear mask is not just there and available so I can read your lips when it's really noisy, Uh, stuff like that. I hope, you know, uh, we'll come up with some policies in the future to help manage uh, communication strategies. Yeah. Um, We also talked before, like offline, just about the Accessibility Act and full disclaimer, like I really don't know much about this, but you mentioned that BC is launching their own Accessibility Act. So can you tell us a little bit more about what that is and what that means? Yeah, so BC's Bill 6, 2021 Accessible British Columbia Act was passed recently in June 2021. It's very exciting. My understanding is that our provincial government is now required to create policy that allows everyone to participate fully and equally in our province. There is now staff and an actual accessibility committee committee that has been formed to create such policies. And I know that the committee is composed of 11 members who are people living with various disabilities themselves and are affiliated with advocacy organizations. And one of which is actually a deafblind individual. So this is a big political move for a province and to move forward on policies around inclusion and disabilities. And so as we become more accessible and inclusive as a province, I think now is the time to really start educating the public on exactly what that means. And yeah, yeah, so for CHAWBC, this means educating the public on hearing health and hearing loss and our community. That's so cool. I didn't know that. So that's really exciting. It's very exciting. Yay. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like giving, as I've gone to like record more of these sessions with different people, like I keep, I take little notes because I keep thinking of like new people to get on board. So I'm like, okay, this new member of the committee would be a great guest on the podcast. So Absolutely. Thanks. Just to kind of clue up, I was wondering just like how people can learn more about the event. I know we talked about a little bit at the beginning, but like how they can attend, where it is, like, um, do we need to buy tickets? Is there a website? All that stuff. And how can we sort of do our best to kind of promote this to everyone? Because it's coming up in just a couple of, it's just going to be next month. when this Around launches, the corner. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so far, uh, Chobby C and the Okanagan Science Center will be promoting the exhibit on their website and social media platforms. So do follow them on their Facebook, Instagram pages and check out their websites. Our community partners involved will also be promoting the exhibit. And of course, we will have a press release before the exhibit launches so that uh, local newspapers and radio stations can spread the word about the way we hear it. And of course, it would be awesome if Otakon can help us spread the good word. Yeah, definitely will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as for tickets, I think it's people just need to pay like a regular pass to enter right. the science center, which cool. I think is around like eight or nine dollars. Yeah. Awesome. And is, is it every day, like Monday all weekend as well? Yes, I, I believe that they are closed for school field trips Mondays and Tuesdays, but okay. it will be open like Wednesday to Sunday. Yeah. 
Wednesday okay, to awesome. Sunday. Very cool. Well, I'll definitely promote it on my LinkedIn and, and Facebook where I can. And um, lots of the pediatric Oticon team are aware of this as well. And I'm going to come and check it out and I'll be there probably a couple of days kind of with some fun interactive stuff that I have to provide. So yeah, I'm really Perfect. looking forward to it. Oh, that's so exciting. Anything that you would like to close on anything that I forgot to ask you or anything that you would like to say before we sort of bid farewell? No, I think that's pretty much it. Covered that's a pretty all. good uh, first run. What do you think? Is there anything else I should be saying? No, I think we're good. Yeah, I think it sounds okay. great. So thank you okay. so, so much for being here. I'll see you very soon. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how it all comes together. And hopefully everybody listening will be able to make an effort to get out and see it. Because I think it should be something that we bring elsewhere. And yeah, I think it's a great, really great initiative. Yeah, and I, I just really appreciate Oticon just supporting us and being a part of the exhibit and doing this podcast. And like, I'm so grateful for that. Um, you cool. guys are awesome. You're so welcome. Okay, well, thanks so, so much. And we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave us a review. You can also register for our Partnership and Hearing community website, using the link in the description below.